the feast of the ascension of the lord welcome to greater glory of god podcast the ascension of the lord very often is not understood properly in this presentation we would see three important factors related to this great event of the ascension of the lord the first what it means secondly why it is important and thirdly the implications related to this great feast first of all what it means let's put this great event of the ascension of the lord in the context the ascension of the lord has to be put together with the christ event together with the entire life of jesus the mission of the christ beginning from his conception in the womb of his mother the blessed virgin mary till his ascension into heaven the entire event and specifically the paschal event and related to the events around the paschal mysteries this event has to be placed to understand the proper meaning of this event all the four gospels speak about not exactly the event of ascension but jesus everywhere he says about it is going up to heaven to his father we know jesus died on the cross he was buried and he rose again on the third day from the scriptures we know that jesus after his resurrection the risen lord was in the world for 40 days in his bodily form but he appeared to his disciples occasionally and not always he remained with them and what it means the other implications the kind of the body with which he rose to know more about all this please watch the video on the resurrection as described by saint thomas aquinas and saint paul which i would provide in the description jesus rose with the same body which he took from the blessed virgin mary and the same jesus used to appear to his disciples every now and then and he made them understand the meaning of his life and after his mission he ascended into heaven about which very clearly we read in the acts of the apostles chapter 1 verses from 1 to 11 which we can see as a continuation of the gospel according to saint luke because the same author who wrote the gospel according to saint luke wrote the book of acts of the apostles in the beginning the verse first itself we can notice that it is written in the first book theophilus i dealt with all that jesus did and taught the first book that is the gospel according to saint luke 
and then he continues until the day he was taken up after giving instructions through the holy spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen so it's very clear so this is a continuation of the gospel according to saint luke then in verse 9 we see that jesus promises the apostles the disciples that he would send the holy spirit and so they had to remain in jerusalem itself and he would say when he had said this as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him from their sight in verse 11 it is written while they were looking intently at the sky as he was going suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them they said men of galilee why are you standing there looking at the sky this jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven so we are sure that these are the angels to angels who appeared to their disciples and told them that already as jesus had foretold that he would return or return to judge the world so the event is very clear but jesus going up to heaven or his ascension into heaven ascending into heaven is different from assumption in the old testament also we see two events and even the church believes and teaches that the blessed virgin mary the mother of god was assumed into heaven taken up into heaven which is different from ascension ascension is an event which happens by itself or jesus went up to heaven it was not that he was assumed into heaven but he went heaven but assumption is assumed being taken up into heaven mary was taken into heaven so the difference we need to keep in mind in this particular event as described by saint luke there are two things that we need to notice one is a cloud took him from their sight in the old testament we find that god was present with the israelites through the forms of clouds or even fire even other forms he used to take so this cloud here we see that veiled jesus from their sight so he was hidden from their sight then secondly gospel according to mark chapter 16 verse 19 we see it is written so then the lord jesus after he spoke to them was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of god so jesus is seated at the right hand of god the father so this fact that jesus is at the right hand of the father why it is important jesus we know was both god and man through his incarnation that is taking the flesh from the blessed virgin mary the second person of the most holy trinity the son of god had two natures that is the divine nature and the human nature 
and so he is the best mediator and he is the only mediator between god and man because he himself is both god and man fully god and fully man and this jesus who became man took all of our iniquities our sins on himself and died on the cross to redeem us and to save us to make us the children of god now is seated at the right hand of the father what does he do there there he intercedes for us he is praying for us he is the high priest saint paul writing to the romans chapter 8 verse 34 says who is to condemn it is christ jesus who died yes who was raised who is at the right hand of god who indeed intercedes for us so jesus is praying for us to the father letter to the hebrews also says the same even in many other places we can see this fact that jesus is at the right hand of the father interceding for us praying for us pleading for us and saint thomas aquinas describing about the kind of the body with which jesus rose from the dead he says that jesus had all the wounds in his body as we see in the gospel that jesus showed his wounds in his hands and in his side and asked saint thomas to put his hand and his fingers into them and saint thomas aquinas says jesus is seated at the right hand of the father in that same body interceding for us pleading for us asking the father mercy for us the wicked children of the father so jesus in that same body is in heaven definitely in his glory but as a man and as a god that's why most of the prayers in the church we address the father but we pray through and in the name of jesus so we need to keep this fact in mind why we pray and how we need to pray so now there can be a question arising in our mind what is the difference between the risen lord and the saints in heaven as i said jesus is in that same body which he took from the blessed virgin mary definitely in his glory but fully god and fully man how he is different from others saints are human beings jesus is a divine being with both the natures divine and human the blessed virgin mary and all other saints are human beings with the two natures human nature and the divine nature don't get confused the persons are different jesus is a divine person the blessed virgin mary and the saints are human persons and both are with both the natures jesus because he is divine divine nature and he assumed the human nature 
so both the natures are there in jesus the second person of the blessed trinity and in the saints as i said since they are human beings they already have the human nature but god has bestowed on them the divine nature as said in the gospels that god would give us his glory his life and his very nature so already saints are given the divine nature that's why i said this so what is the difference now the persons are different and one of the important factors very importantly saint thomas aquinas would say saints are not omnipresent they are not omniscient which means they don't know everything and they are not omnipotent whereas jesus is omniscient he knows everything he is omnipresent he is present everywhere and he is omnipotent he is all powerful that's why when we take the name of a saint when we ask them to pray for us they can hear us without our asking them they wouldn't know that we are in need so that fact we need to keep in mind that's why we ask saints to pray for us whereas we don't have to tell god what we are in need of god knows he is omniscient he knows everything but saints they don't know that's why we ask saints to pray for us to the blessed virgin mary and also to the saints so this fact we need to keep in mind so we can ask the saints to pray for us definitely as we would see little later that they are the members of the body of christ the church so the implications the ascension of jesus gives us the important proof that there is heaven always people ask even now at this moment of the time when we are faced with life and death the question arises where do the dead go is there heaven at all so the assumption of jesus now gives the proof that there is heaven secondly what are we to do we in the sense the members of his body saint paul writing to the philippians chapter 3 verse 20 would say but our citizenship is in heaven and it is from there that we are expecting a savior the lord jesus christ our citizenship is in heaven we don't belong to this world we are foreigners our citizenship is in heaven not in this earth because jesus himself said john chapter 14 verse 3 and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and will take you to myself so that where i am there you may be also so that is the desire of jesus himself and now a question are we in heaven or on earth it's a complicated question but saint paul answers this question writing to the ephesians chapter 2 verses from 4 to 7 please you read the entire portion but i would read only what is important here by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in christ jesus 
which means st paul says that we are already seated with christ in heaven because of our faith in christ because of our baptism in the person of christ we have been already enjoined with the person of christ when we reflected on the fact that when jesus said i am the vine you are the branches to know more about please do watch or listen to that reflection where we had already reflected that we have been grafted into the person of christ so we have been enjoined with him so we have been made one with him that's why saint paul says the church is the body of christ so we are with jesus in heaven and jesus through us and in us on the earth so jesus is present in both the places and we are also in spirit we are with him in heaven and so the challenge here is already jesus has won the battle we are here to complete that mission accomplish that mission for which he was sent by the father and that's why when jesus before ascending into heaven asked his disciples go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature mark 16:15 go into the whole world the entire world and proclaim the gospel to every creature this is the command to the church to every christian so we are here to proclaim the gospel and here today Jesus continues his mission through the Holy Spirit and the church. Acts chapter 5 verses 31 and 32 says, God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. See here two are witnesses. One the disciples and also the Holy Spirit. The both are witnesses. And the same fact again is reinstated after the first council of Jerusalem. Acts 15:28 For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials so it's very clear the holy spirit is active in the church but church also has been entrusted with the responsibility of spreading the gospel and here as i said the church is the body of christ the living body of christ it's growing the mysteries which Jesus entrusted to the apostles which was handed over to them they handed on the same mysteries to their disciples and it has come to us today after 2000 years the same mysteries have been given to us and as Jesus said in John 15 26-27 when the advocate comes whom i will send to you from the father the spirit of truth who comes from the father he will testify on my behalf you also are to testify 
because you have been with me from the beginning so both are to testify but here the spirit would come and enlighten us mystery doesn't mean that it cannot be known mystery means it's too vast for us too big for human beings to grasp but today after 2000 years we have come to know more than what was known in the first century so we have known what the church knew or the members of the church knew a few years back and the future generation would come to know more than what we have known it doesn't mean that jesus did not disclose the entire mysteries but it means that slowly we have been able to understand the vastness the depth of the mysteries that's why we find new devotions coming up we find new understanding coming but definitely it can never go against what has been already disclosed or understood but it goes beyond it takes us beyond so as we are celebrating the feast of ascension we need to keep all these facts in mind so let us summarize all that what we have been reflecting on first of all we saw what ascension is and what is the importance of it and the implications of it so let us keep in mind the fact of the hypostatic union that is jesus being one divine person with both the natures of divine and human and he is seated at the right hand of the father interceding for us and we are already in heaven with him and he is here on earth through us as our head and we are here to accomplish the mission entrusted to him by the father so let us take up this challenge live this reality and always being joyful that already we are in heaven may we grasp this mysteries this reality and live this gospel joyfully and proclaim this gospel to everyone so that everyone may enjoy that divine life that god has promised to everyone who believes in jesus may god bless all